You're listening to Dear God, I'm Grateful, a podcast presented by the Iron Wifey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for a daily dose of gratitude. Without further ado, let's get into what we're grateful for today. Dear God, I'm grateful for unity. See, the beauty about Christ is that he brings all people together. There is no race. There is no separation. There is no division. There is no hierarchy. Like the only thing, well, the only person that rules over all of us is the Father. And so when Christ came into this world and sacrificed himself for us, he brought unity. He brought oneness and he allowed all of us to be joined together in the body of Christ. And so the definition of unity is a state of being united or joined as a whole. And, you know, I really hate when like dictionary definitions kind of break down like the definition of this is just a short version of this. (laughs) So the definition of united or unite is to join together politically for a common purpose or by common feelings. Another definition of unite is combined, relating to or produced by joint action, a united effort, or being in agreement, harmonious as a united family. And so Ephesians 2 talks about God creating us one as one body, but also Christ being the one person that came to unite everyone. And so I'm going to read Ephesians 2, starts at verse 11 and goes through verse 18. And it talks about oneness in Christ. And it says, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you've been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him, and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Now, (laughs) that was a lot. That was a mouthful, I know. But let's break this down, shall we? First verse, right? Verse 11. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. Gentiles were the ones who did not believe in God. So the people who didn't believe in God were outsiders. Uh, It says you were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it only affected their bodies and not their hearts. Now, you know, the believers in the church who want to call everybody else a heathen, even though they all at the same club on Saturday night twerking and only the church goers be in church on Sunday morning. That's how this was, right? The Gentiles who didn't believe were considered outsiders. They didn't belong to Christ. And so they weren't accepted as 
the body of Christ or accepted in the family of believers, while the people who were supposed to be believers were calling the unbelievers out for their actions. And so it says, in those days, the Gentiles were living apart from Christ. They didn't live for God. They were exuded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and they didn't know the covenant of his promises. And so when you don't know God's word, you will literally fall for anything, honestly. And that's why when it comes to those who are not believers, uh, the body of Christ, Christians, are called to have mercy and to have grace upon those who are not believers because you don't know what they don't know. I mean, honestly, as a Christian, you still don't know what you don't know because the Bible only reveals a portion of what is to come. God only gives us a sliver into the bigger picture. And so for us to be Christians and for us to sit there and condemn and chastise people for not knowing the word of God or not knowing God's promises, when honestly, they may not have grown up in a Christian household or they may not have been exposed to church and you may be the only piece of Jesus they see. You can't do that. You can't chastise somebody because they don't necessarily know who God is. And so the Gentiles were living apart from Christ. And so, of course, their actions showed that they were living apart from Christ. But this is where Jesus comes in, right? Insert superhero here. Um, but in verse 14, it says that Jesus himself brought peace. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people. When, in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. So there is hostility, and it mentions it here, between the church, uh, the people who claim to be believers, and the people who do not believe in God. The, the Christians and the atheists, there is hostility there. But Jesus came and he broke down that wall of hostility when he sacrificed his body on the cross. But not only that, come on, insert superhero here. Not only that. He created himself one new people from the two groups. So there were no longer believers and unbelievers. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and put that hostility to death. And so we became one body, the body of Christ. So therefore, when Christ comes back, we are the body. He is the head. He leads the body. He cares for the body. He takes care of us as his own body. We talked about um, exercising yesterday and how when you love your body or you care for your body, you take care of the body. So Christ is the head of our body and we are the body of Christ together, Jews and Gentiles. So now all believers and unbelievers have the same access to the father as long as they believe. Honestly, as long as they believe because of what Christ has done for us. We can now have access to the Holy Spirit. We can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit. And literally, all of this was done through one man. One man who sacrificed his life for all of us. So yes, I am grateful for oneness because we all belong to the body of Christ. You know, the Bible talks about everyone's names being written in the book of life, right? And how our names are written there before we even came into the, to this earth. Like God knew whose names are written in the book of life. And so my prayer is that those who don't, who aren't believers or don't believe just yet, that they receive some type of light that leads them to Christ. You know, my mission is to be a light to Christ, to allow my life to showcase 
the glory of God and what he is capable of doing, but also to showcase his love and to share his love with anyone who comes in contact with me. Because you never know if you're a Christian, you never know that you may be the only person or the only piece of Jesus that an unbeliever may be exposed to. You never know how your impact, your love, your patience, your kindness, your joy, your use of the fruits of the spirit may touch somebody else's life. And so, yes, I am grateful for oneness because God brought unity and love out of separation, hostility and division between two people who wouldn't have otherwise been joined. And I'm also grateful because Jesus allows all people to have access to him. It is free access. And so whether you are a believer or you are a unbeliever, Jesus loves you. Like, I'm not one of those, like, you know, the the hippie Christians. It's like, Jesus loves you. But for real, though, like, Jesus loves you. He loves all of us. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what environment you grew up in. It doesn't matter if you question. If you're a Christian that's questioning your faith, it doesn't matter if you are in that stage of your life or if you are on fire for Jesus. He loves us all the same, and he wants us to come to him. He wants us to invite him into our heart, and he wants to be our God and to reign sovereign in our lives. And he's there. He's going to protect us. He's going to watch over us. He promised that he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And his promises stand true each and every day. And so today and every day, I just want to encourage you to seek the word of God. Seek the word of God. Seek Jesus. And if you are questioning who he is, invite him into your heart. Ask him to reveal himself to you because he is real and he will reveal himself to you. So don't be surprised when it happens. But today, I'm grateful for oneness. I'm excited that I get to be one with you, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And I'm excited that at the end of the day, God has called us to be one body and he has gifted us with all these different talents and gifts to glorify his kingdom. And so I'm going to use my talents and my gifts to the best of my ability. And I'm going to walk as a light for Christ each and every day. That's it for today, loves. I'm grateful for oneness and I'm grateful that you and I are one. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow in another episode of Dear God, I'm Grateful. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you'll join me here tomorrow. God is good all the time. And all the time, I am grateful. God loves you. And so do I. Have a grateful day.